The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization Show, the home of Googleization Nation, where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about the crazy shift going on in the world of business, technology, and HR. Here's your host, Ira Wolf, and co-host, Keith Campagna. Well, welcome back, everyone, uh, Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization listeners, and all those who are members of Googleization Nation. Uh, the shift just continues to hit everyone's plans. Uh, that's sort of a rhetorical question, but a very real question. And it goes without saying that everyone here at Geek Skeezers and Googleization hope you, uh, you our listeners, uh, your teams, your families are safe, staying healthy, and practicing good COVID-19 prevention. You know, I, I wrote my book, uh, Recruiting in the Age of Googleization. Uh, the subtitle was, uh, the original title was supposed to be When the Shift Hits Your Plan. Uh, we changed it. Uh, now I'm, I'm having second thoughts that that should have been the title uh, uh, to a couple years later. Uh, but in the book, uh, I, I actually pulled it out the other day. I was looking for a quote. And um, I, I found, well, I found a lot of quotes in there. Um, but one of them that, that, that struck me, me, uh, even though I wrote it, was exponential change doesn't follow the rules of linear growth and history. And that sounded a bit academic. Um, you know, I've been talking about exponential change for a long time, uh, but especially for the last four years uh, since I did my TED Talk and wrote the book and, and everything. But, you know, we always look for examples to explain what exponential growth was, what it looks like, what it, and most importantly, not from a kind of an academic point, but what did it feel like? What did what would exponential change actually feel like? Uh, because we can read about, you know, how Uber and Lyft and Airbnb and Amazon, you know, these were all events and, and we can see it happening in front of our eyes, but it took, you know, decades behind the scenes and then, uh, you know, a couple years to unfold. Uh, but, you know, COVID-19 has brought this to life, uh, which brought another statement that I've that many of you have heard me say, and I've published it over and over again. I talk about it in every conference, uh, every presentation I do, that the lines between science fiction and reality were blurring. Well, now they truly are blurring. Um, so, you know, it's I, I wrote it. I wrote that in 2017, and um, as I said, everything just seems to be coming to life. Uh, we're truly, you know, we're our our, our lives are are so uncertain. We really don't know what's going to happen. The news just keeps coming at us. Uh, the one thing that we do know, and I do want to put a positive spin on this, um, and and I've been spending a ton of time, a ton of hours. Uh, over the last two to three weeks. I, I can tell you that I personally have been as busy as I've ever been and uh, not, not necessarily making money busy, but just um, trying to keep up with the news uh, that I can share, uh, trying for my own well-being 
to you know stay busy, but also to to keep learning and figure out what's next. Uh, you know what's going to happen, uh, and, and the one thing that is for certain, there, there's there's not a single person on the planet that that doubts this, other than maybe a couple of people that are are destined to to make the apocalypse fulfilled. Uh, but most mo- most people are. This is called. This is an event. I mean, although you know it's certainly uncomfortable, and we don't know exactly what's going to happen on the other side. Uh, this is an event. Uh, I listened to. Um, I actually uh, somebody I quoted in my book, and and I've had an opportunity to to meet him and talk with him over the last couple of days or last week or so was Daniel Burris. Uh, he's been a futurist. He's been around for uh, 35 years, very accurate. And he talks about the difference between soft trends and hard trends, and soft and 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 a, and a soft trend is what we're experiencing now. It, it's a it's a pandemic. Um, and you know, even if it uh, obviously 18 months away is a long, long time, especially if we're still on on lockdown and and sheltered at home. Uh, but it's over. I mean, at that point, there's a vaccination, and like other diseases in in the past, uh, it'll go away, and we'll get back to normal. And that's what we're here to talk about. I mean, we really want to talk about moving forward. What what how how can Keith and I and our guests help you make sense of what's happening and where the future is going. Um, because the best cure for uncertainty is uh, understanding and communication. So we're going to continue on that path. On that path. And that's why I, we're really happy today that uh, Mike Smith uh, is, is going to be our guest. You know, Keith and I schedule these things out eight to 12 weeks, sometimes even further. So when we scheduled this, we had no idea that COVID-19 be dominating our lives and, and disrupting our lives. Um, so we were going to talk about how to find top talent, um, because that was that was one of the, that was a, one of the number one things on a CEO's mind, uh, and and recruiter's mind, and HR's mind, uh, and Mike happens to be a, an expert at that. Um, but here we are in the fourth straight week, uh, COVID nineteen abruptly just you know disrupting our lives, and uh, Mike also happens to be a student like myself of change and mindset. Uh, so what better topics to be talking about today than mindset and change? So stay tuned. Uh, we'll get to Mike very shortly. Keith, what's what's uh, happening on your end of the world or your end of the county, actually? I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Um, you know, to, to go back to what you were saying, right, like the uh, I think what it feels like is is something that in a very trippy twisted way is something that you know i've been talking about in front of groups for the last year and a half and that and you are too right it's disruption this is what disruption feels like and part of my message to the ceo groups and the cfo groups and the hr groups has been do your best to be the disruptor inside of your organization don't wait for something to come and unfortunately i think the entire world on a personal level has obviously been disrupted on a business level has been disrupted. And from, for like, for me, you know, fortunately I've been working from home for quite some time in the software world. So to see how this disruption is taking place and how it's really going to force some truly dynamic changes, you know, I my heart goes out to the hourly workers, 
to the individuals who, you know, economically speaking, are going to have a very challenging next couple of weeks. It, it truly does. But I can't help but wonder, and I mean it in a positive way, about what's on the other side of this. Because now, you know, you talk about those those game changers like Tesla and Uber and Netflix and how they disrupted industries. But prior to this conversation, we talked about employee engagement. We talked about how businesses in general, not just HR leaders, but business leaders needed to catch up with the idea that technology is the key to the future of work. And here everyone has been dispersed. Here we have this unbelievable drive to stay connected as a maybe as an organization, maybe as a team, maybe as a human family to get through these challenging times. And technology is the key to all of this. And there, you know, I spend, I'm like you, I'm, I'm, I'm working 10, 12 hour days. I got my kids at home, right? It's a crazy, crazy time. I'm having a lot of fun, but I could tell you not everybody's having that much fun. A lot of the sales leaders I'm talking to, C-levels that I, I speak with, they're so unsure of what's to come. It's putting everybody in a relatively uncomfortable position. And so I think it's, uh, it's certainly therapeutic for me to be able to be on, you know, have the podcast with you and, and, and still have these conversations with people like Mike. Um, but it's really, I, I believe that, you know, and it's, it's, it's such a mind trip for me, but this idea of life work integration that I've been working on towards and building up is starting to become something that's more obviously needed. And that is to say that you have to move from a stress mindset to, uh, you know, how to manage stress by using the right tools, by adapting to the situation that's in front of you and keeping your calm. And there, that's way easier said than done. But I think it's people like Mike, and maybe now might be a good time to bring him on, but certainly Mike's going to be able to help explain what he's seeing and how he's been able to help uh, people manage through this, not just now, but when change comes and stress happens, there are ways that you could rise above and get ahead of the curve. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and you're right. We're going to get Mike on just in a second, but we've got a couple of housekeeping things to do right before. Um, we've got to thank uh, Zor.ai and Success Performance Solutions for being our sponsors again for basically helping us be here every week. Uh, they help us make it possible. Um, also, the show is live. Uh, if you have any questions, you can call us, 561-623-9429. That's 561-623-9429. You can also go up to uh, the w4cy.com website, and there's a chat there. You can submit some questions. I know we've been getting uh, them fairly frequently, so if you have a question uh, about uh, where, you know, what's next, the, the, the future of work, um, you know, business, uh, we're going to be talking a lot about that and uh, how we need to reframe this whole conversation. And now is certainly the time to do it. If we're waiting for the all clear signal, it's going to be too late. Uh, you can also always send uh, Keith or me a message on LinkedIn. Um, we're, you know, we're, we're, we've got almost a thousand people in Googleization Nation now. Um, you can go to googleizationnation.com. Uh, it's free. Sign up. You'll get updates about this and live streams that that I've been doing. Uh, and I've uh, got to get Keith on. I know that we're supposed to do it yesterday, but <laughs> business just got in the way. Um, uh -huh. And uh, webinars and, and these podcasts, so you get updates about that. 
Uh, I've also started a Slack channel um, for people who want to do it on the fly. Everybody likes their news in different bits and pieces. So you can go to bit.ly, it's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash C, the letters C-U on the flip side. See you on the flip side. And uh, we will. There is a flip side to this. And uh, we're going to help you get there. And as I mentioned before, I've got my book. And I've extended the offer to order. Uh, you can get a copy for free. Second edition came out just in February, Recruiting in the Age of Googleization, edition 2.0. And um, you can uh, either, I'll either send you a notice through the googleizationnation.com or uh, if you put join dot googleizationnation.com into the into your browser uh, easy to order and uh, you immediately get a digital copy and within a f uh, five to seven days depending on the mail these days five to seven days yeah. or so give it <laughs> give it some okay, maybe ten um, you'll get a hard a hard copy so yeah. let's go to really put things in perspective uh, we're talking about mindset um, as you'll quickly find out, uh, Mike has a funny, Mike Smith has a funny accent and it's not from living in New York. <laughs> it's from, uh, living in Australia and the UK prior to coming to New York over the last 20 years. Uh, he's spent a long career doing a lot of consulting, uh, especially around change. So we're in the heat of that. And, um, currently he's also the CEO and the founder of Hiring Stage, which I was really excited to talk to him about. So we may have to get him back and spend a lot of time with that once we get back in the hiring mode uh but um welcome mike welcome to the show thank you thank you ira and thank you keith uh, really glad to be with you today so mike you, you heard you heard the setup um you know we're, we're we're literally bringing uh exponential change to life um you know it, it's interesting um we're watching my wife and i are, are watching some shows at night and i would say there was three or four, maybe five shows in the last few days that before the show opened, there was a disclaimer that these were that although th these events seem real, they they were, you know, they were based on fiction um, that the um, that the events, um, you know, again, the, 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 the events were not uh, real life and that they were recorded months ago. <laughs> and They've, they've been anything from uh, a super bug um, to a terrorist attack to, you name it, um, disruptions uh, within cities. Nothing certainly global, but, um, you know, very, very interesting. So those are the times we're living in. So can't wait to get your perspective on, uh, you know, on, on what's going on. And then let's talk a little bit about mindset. So um, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, mindset. Well, and and that is a great place to start. Um, you know, one of the things I do, uh, Ira and Keith, is uh, I run workshops and I speak about um, particularly how do people really understand their unique value, and it's a key thing I work with. Uh, and and where it starts is mindset, uh, because without having the right mindset, when I talk the right mindset, I really talk about, uh, like Carol Dweck talks about, right, the, the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Um, a growth mindset says, hey, uh, no matter 
where we've been, what's happening, we can still choose a path and we can take action towards that path. Whereas a fixed mindset might say, oh no, you know, the, the events that are happening around me, they're determining my path. I have no choice or my path has set my future and I have little to do with that. And I think it's really, really important that we ground ourselves around mindset uh, is, and that's, that's also, I use the word ground, is it's really important to be grounded and to get present. And, and those of us who practice mindfulness, maybe we practice yoga, maybe we practice uh, meditation, it's all about how can we just ground ourselves for the moment? How can we switch off what's going on around us? Like just give a pause to the social media streams, give a pause to cable news, uh, maybe focus on some true information, some true data, but take a break, get present. And then start to think about, wow, what could I do during this time period? What could I do? How could I use this time period and actually treat it as an opportunity? And this is a really, really key thing. Treat this time as an opportunity and how can I use it best? The position myself for when, as you said right from the very beginning, Ira, is this will change. This will finish. This will end. There will be a cure to this and we will go back to a normal. Maybe it's a new, slightly new normal, but it will be a normal. normal. So that's where I'm starting with that. So, uh, yeah, and, and just for, I, I love the the reference, uh, Carol Dweck, by the way, if anybody wants to read about that, it's, uh, her, her last name is D-W-E-C-K. Uh, I actually have a whole chapter in my book uh, about that. Okay. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, and we talk about that. But, you know, a few weeks ago, I don't know if you're, are you familiar with uh, Charlene Lee? L- uh, her, her last name is L-I. So, uh, no, Charlene no. Lee. Um, I, well, I encourage you to go out, like as as they do everybody else. Um, I interviewed her for a live stream, and then she was on the podcast. Um, uh, January, I think. She has a new book. It's called The Disruption Mindset, oh, and okay. um, it it's you you'll like it. You'll love it. Um, yeah. I, I can tell you're you're okay. you think like I do. Yeah. Um, it'll it'll take the uh, it, Carol Carol Drex's work uh, kind of one step further. It wasn't based on that, but mm. um, just on on how people get stuck. Um, and she talks a lot about, and this is a, this is just a great opportunity to do that. She talks a lot about the future customer, you know, and that that we should have been doing that before, not not think about what is current, you know, who who our current customers are, how we can service them. Obviously, you need to do that, but things were changing so rapidly, not not as rapidly as this, but things were, were, we knew were changing rapidly that you really have to start thinking about. Who are our customers in the future? And going to what you do and I do on a daily basis is companies needed to start thinking about hiring people with the skills that they will need, mm-hmm. not that the skills that people had in the past. And um, you know, this, this sort of threw a you know a boulder into the the nice quiet pond. Uh, stimulate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. So, but you you mentioned about treating time, treat this time as opportunity, and and. This is getting old, and, and it's almost becoming a buzzword, so I almost hate to bring it out, but almost every show that I've listened to that talks about things like this is that, you know, the, the Chinese symbol for crisis is also means opportunity. <clears throat> exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. So what are what are some of the opportunities um, that you're seeing? How are, how are you helping clients sort of reframe, or how are you personally reframing this time? It's a really good question, and I've been asked a few times around this, and I actually made a posting on LinkedIn about this just recently as well, is I think one of the things I talk to, particularly um, about uh, professionals, for example, that are, that are looking to make a career shift, worried about their job uh, during this time period, 
looking for that new that new career? What can, how can they use this time? So I say that uh, one of the things that you can do is think about using this time to create to create like maybe create that blog post maybe maybe start writing that book maybe start posting uh on on channels where your target market either your target client or your target employers may hang out and talking about this thing which is your unique um uh, unique value proposition this thing that you're uniquely good at and start bringing that out and practice that because in the day-to-day of, of working sometimes we forget to do that or we don't focus on that so I'm, it's really what we call a, taking a personal branding journey and using this time to create content around that uh, and develop that and then from that once you once you redefine look what's this thing that I'm really good at that I could either write about or talk about or comment on or give a workshop on or write an article about maybe that'll refocus me as I go and, and look for my next client or my next uh, next employer so I can be a much more specific about what I'm really good at and I think it's that taking stock that uh, that people can uh, can really do right now uh, and I think it's it also relates to uh, somebody you just mentioned about you know skills for the future versus skills for the past. I have a bit of a different take on that, but it has it, it's meeting the same objective I believe you're talking about, Ira. There is that what I encourage people to do is obviously you have an inventory of skills, but I ask people, I ask them two questions. And I ask both companies I'm working with, uh, one way I ask uh, uh, candidates or talent I'm working with. I say, on the talent side, I say, can you articulate clearly what problems you solve in organizations? And Great I ask question. The, is that Great right? question, by the way. Yeah. Gosh, like I don't, it's, sales one-on-one, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, that's right. That's actually right, Keith. I actually say, you know what, and this sort of gets some of the hiring bit we may get to later is that, and uh, the conversation I had with Keith a bit earlier, Keith, we touched on this, right, is that if we adopt more of a sales process, you know, we're selling ourselves, right? So think about think about this idea of engaging with – I think people who are independent consultants get this better, but people who have been employees less so is treat this process as a, as a sales process. So really understand what are the key problems that organizations have that you can solve. And then if you focus on key problems you can solve, that'll bring with it the inventory of skills that you need. But it's future-facing to the point that Ira has mentioned. You're focusing on the problems that companies need to solve, and then you'll bring the skill set to that. But it's really being clear on that. And so you can be clear on that in your communication, in your outreach, in your networking, in your unique value proposition, in your pitch, in your, you know, your elevator pitch. All those things that can be very, very focused. So I'm suggesting people really focus on that. And on the the client side or the companies that are looking to employ a, a freelancer talent is maybe take this time to sit back and say, what do I really need? Like I know I think I, ne- I, think I need a chief talent officer or I need, I need a new chief marketing officer or I need someone to you know take over my operations or run my tech or you know, I need a new hiring person. But think about why you need that. Peel it back and the question I ask them is, okay, why do you think you need that role? What are the particular issues that you're facing in your company that you think you need that? And focus on that and make sure that the, the resource you bring will be able to solve that problem and not someone who can tell you they can do that role because maybe there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a skills mismatch there. Focus on the problem. So I match, you know, problem company has 
to problems I solve and things I'm passionate about. And I think it's a much, much better way to, uh, to focus. So that's where I see this, um, this whole thing of, um, of mindset, unique value proposition, and then taking it forward. So, uh, Mike, we – with you guys. I, you know this already. Ira knows this already about me. But th- for me, the mindset element is really where, where the, the challenges are. And, and, you know, I love how you use the word create. I learn how you use the phrase reframe. Um, I'm, my concerns go out to the people that are in what we could refer to as survival mode. Mm. And we know, for the most part, we know that if you're in the mindset of survival, you cannot also be in the mindset of create. And I know when I work with executives, I essentially have to allow them to let me into their mind enough so that they could accept that they're worrying about things and it's that worry that keeps them from recognizing what problems they can solve inside of an organization. And it literally, it's amazing to watch the blinders get removed and they get to see things in a different way that enables them to get out of that fixed mindset that you mentioned, out of that past you know, habitual thought process and they start to shift the way that they see that how they can impact an organization. Mm. But th- those are executives, you know, they're people that might, you know, if they're talking to me, they're looking for a way out of their, their, their mind mm. in some way, shape or form, right? What are you seeing from your perspective and maybe what, what's been working when you talk to people about getting out of that survival mindset, calming themselves so that they can then be able to create? It's a really good question, and uh, I've I've been working with some people who are adjusting that mode. There's a person I'm working with who is a freelancer and is really up against the wall. They uh, they need money coming in, and it's not coming in, and uh, so the the tendency or the, or the temptation was to start getting desperate. But I think there's two pieces to it. I think there's a yeah you know, there's obviously a realization like there may be a, an emergency job or, or, or a way you just need to get money in. So if you're in a situation where you really need to bring funds in the door, then it's there's nothing wrong. It's not wrong to say, you know what, I've just got to take that job. I know that or that role or that whatever it is, that project. I normally wouldn't take that, but I need the money and that's okay. That's a, real, that's a reality. But I want to separate that from still our mindset because I think it's really important not to let that fact I need to do that then drive my mindset that that's what I'm stuck with now. is It's a reality of a stopgap. I need that. I need the money. But I think it's also still at the same time useful to sit back and say, wow, uh, what, what is this thing that, that I'm, I'm really good at? So what is this, my unique value? That I can still not forget about that, that when this crisis period has passed, I'm going to go back to that and still search for that new piece. And, and it still brings an abundance mindset, even though I might be working on a job that's just paying the hourly rate that I'm, I can get right now because I need that. But I still have a, a, an abundance mindset to say that will clear. This will pass. I will move to an area where I know my skills are better, a better fit and where I can earn either a higher dollar rate or I can just get more, more compensation. And I think you can do two. I think you can do both at the same time. And it's it's 
it's actually a healthy thing to do. It's a healthy thing to do, and it, but it's rec- it's recognizing reality. That's where I I feel around that. Yeah, and we're gonna hit up. We're coming up on a break here, but when we get back, uh, I want to touch on that part right there, Mike. Yeah. Thank so, you. And, and we've had a couple great questions come in too uh, from Beck and Andre, so uh, we're gonna get to them. But you are listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. We've got our guest Mike Smith, and we are talking about. Uh, reframing uh, COVID-19. What are some opportunities uh, buried within the crisis? Uh, What's our future look like? Uh, We're going to take a short break. You're going to hear from our sponsors, Zor.ai and Success Performance Solutions. So stay right where you are. We'll be back within two minutes. Imagine how your company would grow if your candidate experience earned a 99% approval rating. Well, to get to 99%, you need the three best letters in recruitment technology, XOR. Zor's text bots, chat bots, and audio bots increased IKEA's candidate conversion rate 455%. Zor decreases candidate drop-off rates, improves your candidate experience, and collects analytics for future strategies. To learn more, check out Zor.ai. That's XOR.ai. Hi everyone, this is Ira Wolf, author of Recruiting in the Age of Googleization. I'm excited to announce that my online course, Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter, is open for business. This course is the culmination of a two-year-long project and releases recruiting tips I've learned after hundreds of hours of research, speaking with thousands of conference attendees, and interviews with dozens of experts. It's all available to you in Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter. To receive more information or get started, visit our website at www.successperformancesolutions.com and click on the tab, Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. I'm your host, Ivor Wolf. I'm here with Keith Compagna and our guest, Mike Smith. Uh, we're talking about uh, a ch- mindset, um, you know, basically how to reframe uh, COVID-19, find some opportunities within crisis. Uh, and we had a great first session, a great uh, part of the show, and uh, a couple questions came in. I, I want to throw one of these out to you guys, and then we can get back to uh, what was on the agenda. Or, or let me just follow this up, um, because, and this may fit under one of those umbrellas. And uh, reframing things, and, and one of the questions from Andre was, do you have any suggestions on what people can do to make money in this situation? Um, and, and Mike, you may have some ideas there. I know you were talking sure. about helping people re shaped their future um, on a trip that you were at a few weeks ago. Uh, but I, I was I was listening to a, a call yesterday. I was on a call yesterday and um, they were they were sharing case studies of of how they're how they've been helping companies, not necessarily only in the last few weeks, but even prior to that. And one of those was a convenience store, a basically gas station. You know, um, kind of the corner stores where you, you know, you can fill up in gas and you go in, you buy your lottery tickets and your soda and your milk and um, cigarette. you know, some of them still have cigarettes or beer, you know, if they sell that. Um, but it was how do they reframe it now that there's so there, there's no there's much less traffic. Um, and it was at, turn your convenience store into a necessity store. What are the things that people absolutely need? And, you know, instead of worrying about beer, um, maybe they need Tylenol or cold medication. 
Oh, hand sanitizer. Um, hand sanitizer, yeah, if they can get a hold of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to last one. But, you know, it, it's little things like that. I thought that was brilliant. I mean, how do you how do you convert a convenience store into a necessity store? Um, and, you know, again, that could that could fit some careers. So what, what are some thoughts you have for uh, there's a lot of people and, and Keith was mentioning that right before the break uh, that are trying to figure out what to what to do next. How, how do they get through this? I, I, well, I think actually that example about the convenience store is absolutely perfect because, you know, what I liked the word they went to, need. What did they need? And I think this is the key thing, as we talked about just before the break, is about what a company's need and then what are you good at that you can provide? So I really see that as a perfect example, that convenience store. He was very smart. He, he or she was very smart with, around that. Yeah, and I'll give it's, credit. That was Daniel Burris again. Uh, Okay. <laughs> okay. So I think it's uh, it's a really good uh, really good example um, of uh, of how you can do that. But I think even if you are in this mode of saying, you know what, I'm I'm in a bit of a crisis mode. I need to get this money in. You know, there there will be times when you can still sit back and do that thinking, do that more strategic thinking about what I'm really good at, and and devote some time to that. So devote some time to that to keep on developing that during this time period. So when things go back to normal, you'll be able to uh, pursue that uh, and and it perhaps demonstrated you, know, you got yourself above the pack. And and one of the realities is that maybe others are doing that too during this time period, during this hiatus. So if you're not doing it, you may be behind it a bit when, when things get back to the new normal. Uh, so that's why I still still you know recommend that people uh, adopt this mindset of saying, you know what, I can choose my, my future, even though it looks like we are so set by COVID-19, it's putting so much demands on us or so much pressure on us or so much limitations on us. Don't let that um, take us away from the fact that we can still make this decision about um, about what what we want to do, and we have the ability to make that decision. And I think we we talked earlier about about getting present. I think the beauty about getting present is it shows us that we can disconnect ourselves from what's going on around us. We can disconnect ourselves from the past. The future doesn't actually exist yet, so therefore we can shape it. If you practice that and practice that disconnection. It helps us believe and understand that we can actually edit our past. We can we can decode what we know and we can reshape it and we can choose to take it in a different path. And I think this time is a perfect time to do some of that reshaping. Start a journal, write these ideas down, write down your goals, write down your actions, and then take some action every day. It may be a small amount because you, you know, you're basically doing your hospital pass work. You're basically doing the, the, the work that you need to, to pay the bills, but still devote that time to, uh, to writing out what am I uniquely good at? What are my steps are going to take? I think it's a really good time. And, and, and we, oh, go ahead, Keith. Oh, thanks, dude. So, Mike, I want to flip the coin there a little bit, uh, but it's still the same present moment coin. And, it, you know, the idea of getting it out of your head, uh, figuring out, and again, I've said this to thousands of people at this time, at this point, but go to YouTube, type in, how can I learn to meditate for one minute? How yeah. can I learn to breathe for one minute, right? And what happens is, you know, we're as we're talking, we're getting some very real world, ser serious adult questions on our chat line. And, and to address those questions, maybe, maybe you can't figure out a way to make money in this situation. 
But if you clear your mind, maybe you'll realize that you can reach out to your utility company, your mortgage bank or whatever, and ask them for leeway. So if you can't make money, maybe you could reduce your costs, right. you know, and it's ideas like that, that really present themselves when you're in the present moment, when you've been able to disconnect and recognize that it might not be right now. It might not be a challenge of making more money. Maybe the challenge is how to reduce your cost. And we are not in a status quo environment. We are not in a everything is fine uh, all over the place kind of um, mindset as a human family. Everyone is trying to help everyone in some way, shape, or form. So by being able, I can't help but think, by being able to recognize the present moment, you can see different angles that will help relieve the stress once your mind, you know, starts creeping back into the worrisome future or, or regrets of the past. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. And, uh, you know, I, I, example myself, like about a week or so ago when I came back from Mexico, and Mexico was a, where I was, it was in Baja, it was a bit, a bit of a bubble, no virus there, people weren't really taking it that seriously. So it's when I landed back. <clears throat> about a week and a half ago, I was thrown into this <clears throat> when I was consuming um, social media and news that I wasn't getting in Mexico. And I started to feel this thing. I started to feel this wave come over me of anxiety and stress. I said, wow, how am I going to cope with this? And so I, after a while, I had to realize I had to stop. And I said, hold on, I, I have this technique. So I actually did a technique, which I, th which I really recommend people do, is just basically, if you're seated, like sit down. Ground your feet on the floor, feel grounded, and just sit and breathe. Slow your breath down. Take, take long breaths in, slow breaths right out, and just control your breathing, And which is really what get present is. And it's not about stopping ideas coming in your head. Just If anything comes in, just let it flow in and let it flow back out again. Don't hold it. Just let it flow and just be present and practice doing that, and it's amazing what can what can flow from that so in my case i realized i said wow i think i should do I, my particular thing is i want to start a mastermind group and that that only came to me when i was being present before i was thinking about oh dear what are my clients going to do oh i got a client that said that they're going to they want to delay hiring or oh, what how's it going to affect my cash flow uh, i actually got present and I and I came up with in the same example, a new idea that I that the new idea for me I hadn't adopted before, so that's an example I think of of where getting present can really help, and I really recommend we try it. And for you know for Andre and and again for anybody who has a question like that, um, you know hopefully we can do a, a future show um, about that and we can address it. But um, you know you contact us, um, you know Keith or myself on uh, LinkedIn or Twitter, uh, and uh, send us your questions and be be happy to have a, a deeper conversation offline. But we had another question too, which I, I you know and I've, I've got my I. I, it's sort of a sarcastic answer, but I think it's very real, but I'd love to get your both your opinions. Um, it was from Beck, and it was, how long do you think it's going to take life to get back to the way it was before all of this? So I'm going to hold my answer until the mm. end, unless one of you takes it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Um, so I'll, I'll take a stab. I think it's going to take longer than, than what we might think. 
I think the other thing about it is I think there's going to be a new normal coming out of this. So it won't be exactly the same. There'll be some new opportunities and, and there'll be, some, there'll be some, some damage out of it. There'll be some organizations that perhaps won't, won't survive this and there'll be new organizations. Like one of the things that I've seen is I'm amazed by the number of businesses that have, that have switched to online virtual like within a week. Like they had, and I'm not talking everything from basic businesses like, you know, uh, like one man, but like people who offer guitar lessons, people who do, who do dance, people um, who um, do coaching sessions. Uh, you, know, you know, Mike, I, 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 I'm in the midst of an article and I've got almost a high, and, and I don't have kids at home, so I'm, right. and I don't have anybody else living with us, but I, I, may, I have a list of about 100 websites, sites that people can go to for just um, for parents with kids at home right? Of, of instructing everybody from toddlers all the way up to college students of, of free learning, uh, free, you know, um, sites that are there for exercising, for yoga, for mindfulness, for art, for tours, for um, you name it. Um, there's so many things up there. And so I, I'm absolutely, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I think there's just for for people that said we don't know how to to stay get information or we don't know what to do, um, you, you know they change your mindset. <laughs> there was there was a, there's a woman I worked with this morning, and she does this um, this healing technique where where she uses pressure points on on the patient to work, and she's worked out a way to do it with a surrogate. Or, or to do it on herself, mm -hmm. and now and I taught her how to use Zoom. She didn't know how to use Zoom, and now she's doing Zoom classes, and so she can still get get some revenue that she thought she was going to lose. She thought she was going to totally lose her business during this time, and she pivoted about like we talked about before, and said, "No, maybe I can do online," and she's worked out a way. Now maybe you can't charge exactly the same price for in person. Right. Um, the doctors I've used have already opened up virtual sessions. You can now right. have a diagnosis session via uh, via video conference. So, I think that is something this, that that people are really moved to. This this is probably a whole other conversation, but I, and I think we've danced around it a little bit. But it's unbelievable how many assumptions have been shattered. Yeah, <laughs> in the last yeah, two weeks. I mean, yeah. it's things we can't do this. And you know what? I what the other thing I wanted to bring up is is I, I released an article yesterday, and it was it was called the five five timely tips to thrive during the work at home experiment. And there were very very basic things that you needed to do because there's people struggling. It. I mean, it is at work. I mean, they might have had a laptop or a computer, and the family shared it. Now you got three people or four people at home or more. Um, you know, and and. People are struggling how to get, you know, online and and oh, how do we hook up a monitor so we can see this? And you know, how do we even get a better cable? Um, so it, it was pretty basic stuff. But the the one thing that struck me when I was writing it was, and I and I called it the work at home experiment. Can you imagine, a, in in a strategy session? And I know Mike, you've been in these. In a strategy session, listen, let's plan for a pandemic, and within an hour. At the end of today, you're going to send all your employees home, but you have to continue operating business. Mm -hmm. They can't take anything. They can't take their, their desktops. They, they have to go home and figure out how to run their business. And it, it would have been this wild scenario. What's this have to do with our business? This couldn't possibly happen. And the reality is it did. And for the most part, 
it's working remarkably well. Which, which, which sort of leads me to the next question to get your opinion on. We're, we're, we're about a couple min two minutes away from sort of wrapping this up. But what's your viewpoint, uh, and, and this follows in line with Beck, my view is that a lot of the people who, a lot of these companies who said, you can't work from home because information's confidential, we need you here, it's teamwork, it's productivity, it's all these things. After two or three months, a lot of these people aren't coming back. <laughs> I, <laughs> They're, they're not coming back to a five-day work week and commuting two hours a day. Yeah, I think you're right. Just a quick example. I can remember way back in Australia when they had an airline pilot strike and there was no yeah, flying for yeah. a period of time. That's when video conferencing came up and companies didn't go back. Companies reduced the amount of travel they did and started using video conferencing and conference calls, and that never changed. So I think back to the original thing is this: that there will be a new normal out, out of this, and are you ready to take advantage of the new normal? That's really the question I would pose for everybody here. Yeah, and, and I think that from, uh, from the hope, uh, you know, for, to give people hope like Andre and Beck who are asking these questions and, and all our, a lot of listeners out there, um, there's going to be a lot of people, there's going to be a lot of openings. When this rebounds, people, there's going to be a lot of hiring and companies are going to say, hey, all clear, show up Monday, 7 o'clock. And there's, there's going to be a lot of people who don't come back to work. There's going to be a lot of people who found other jobs during this mm -hmm. era. There's got a lot mm. of people that said we're we're changing careers or we're changing lifetimes yeah. or we're going to work for a better employer, uh, you know somebody who yeah, actually. Okay. Took care I, really of like, I really like this remote working thing. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities out there if you want to go back to sort of the way it was, um, you know, a brick and mortar type of job, then then do it. Um, but there's there's going to be a lot of shifting or, uh, around there. Hey, Mike, we, we've got just a few minutes left. Um, I mean, again, this conversation could go on <laughs> forever. I, I I love talking to you. Uh, but how could people get a hold of you? What's what's the best way to to reach you? And uh, you know, what's sort of a closing message on on mindset and change? <laughs> so first of all, the closing message is um, is every single person listening to this has a unique value proposition. No one else in the world has your combination of personal experience, business experience, life experience, professional and work experience. You just need to bring that out and then take it into the world and you will be amazed at the results. Anyone wants to contact me, best way is my email, Mike, M-I-K-E, at hiringstage, H-I-R-I-N-G, stage, S-T-A-G-E, dot com. And, and real briefly, uh, we didn't even get into this too much. Um, talk, tell us about Hiring Stage. So what hiring, second commercial. Yeah, <laughs> what Hiring Stage does is uh, is we connect uh, growth stage companies, uh, so early stage companies, growth stage companies, to the deeply experienced professionals they need to really improve their success trajectory. That's what we do. And the value prop is that, uh, unfortunately, many growth companies, growth stage companies, don't meet their growth objectives. You know, even 60% of, of VC-backed um, startups don't survive. A key success hack is to bring in deep experience in the right places as advisors, mentors, coaches, employees, consultants. I connect those. I, I find those and connect them. Excellent. And uh, what, when the uh, whatever on the flip side of this, as, as I'm calling it, uh, we'll have to get you back and talk a little bit uh, about the hiring, more on the hiring stage and and talent acquisition and uh, helping growth companies. So yeah, love to appreciate it. So, Mike, thanks so much, Bud. Thank you very much. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Ira. I really enjoyed uh, enjoyed the conversation and the show today. Absolutely. Our pleasure. And Thank you. Appreciate it. Keith, 
we you know, again. So. <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to go back to one of the questions, right? And that is like, how long till this goes back to the way it was? It, it, it never goes back to the way it was. Yeah, that was my answer. So, right. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, I was. That was my snarky answer. Never. Um, it's not right. going back to the way it was. It will be anywhere from somewhat different to radically different. And 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 the key element here, if I'm going to try to make my attempt real quick to put a bow on today's episode, and that is be comfortable in the unknown because you've always been there. It's always been some sort of false impression that anyone has that they know what's going to happen the next day. And we are currently living in that exact scenario where you'll never be in control. And I think that's going to be another huge paradigm shift mm -hmm. that takes place in and outside of the workplaces. Take us what? away. Buddy. Life will forever be on the exponential curve yeah. <laughs> going, going on out. So, uh, and as I mentioned before, uh, you know, the, the, I, I talk about VUCA, volatile, uncertain, complex, and, uh, ambiguous. and yeah, and ambiguous. ambiguous. And, and the, but the, the, the counter argument, not the counter argument, but the antidote to that uh, is for you, which is um, the, the uncertainty, is understanding. Uh, take this time to learn, become informed. Um, it doesn't remove the change, um, but it does make it a little bit more comfortable. So again, everybody who's listening, thanks. Andre Beck and a few others who, who submitted chats. Uh, if, if we didn't answer your questions, please uh, contact Keith or me on LinkedIn or Twitter or leave a comment on the Geek Skeezers Googleization website. Uh, we can't thank you enough for listening, uh, especially during these times. Hopefully we're offering you uh, some help and solace and, and, and not, not just comfort, but hopefully we're helping you reframe um, the situation. Uh, finding some new opportunities that you didn't consider before, and we're going to continue doing that over the, the next few weeks. Uh, and also, uh, remember, uh, if you connect with me on LinkedIn you'll, or YouTube, subscribe on YouTube or Twitter, uh, you'll be notified uh, when there are live streams coming out. I've got another one coming up Friday with a friend. Uh, uh, we're talking about HR mostly, but uh, with Ed Crow. Yesterday, we had a great one. We were talking about company culture in the era of re working from home. So, we have, uh, remember, Googleization Nation, uh, googleizationnation.com. Join us there. Uh, join us on the Slack channel. Thanks to Zor.ai and Success Performance Solution for helping us be on the air again. And uh, our next show is next Wednesday, 1 p.m., as it is every week. Wednesday, 1 p.m., w4cy.com. Uh, for Keith and me uh, and the rest of Googleization Nation, this is Ira Wolf. And Keith Compagna, don't let the shift hit your plan. Mm -hmm.